When it comes to EVE Online, every player wants to know the most effective tactic available. You want to know the meta. The meta controls everything. It determines what will and will not happen. Knowing the meta will alter your views, make you question your reality. It might even make you laugh. And now, you're part of it. You're watching The Meta Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Meta Show. Today is Saturday, December the 18th, 2021. I'm Bruce Grubal. I'm joined alongside the Matani. As you can see, it's Christmassy. It's snowy out today. There's snow everywhere. There's snow on the show. There's snow in the background. There's snow in fucking space. I don't know how that happened, but it happened. And here we are live in front of one of the winter event, winter nexus sites. I hope you guys have gone out there and had some fun in there. Hi, boss. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good morning to you. Good and afternoon. And now, it's funny that there's all the snow in space because we haven't had snow in Wisconsin very much. Uh, earlier in the week, a little uh, global warming story for you. Uh, like two or three days ago, here, like December 15th in Wisconsin, which is like where all the Norwegians in the United States live because it's sort of, you know, it's the land of ice vampires. And it was 63 degrees in freedom units, which is something in, in Celsius units that is a lot more than it's supposed to be. I was able to take my T-shirt off. I literally just to feel the warm wind on my skin because I could. And then the then there was an extreme wind event, and we spent the next evening hiding in the basement, and then it dropped like 40 degrees. But there's still no snow here, uh, but it's nice to see it in space. So here we are. We've got a great show today, guys. Uh, if you've never been with us for a year-end roundup, uh, we are taking the next two uh, weekends off because it's Christmas and New Year's. Go party, go have a life. Uh, and at the end of each year, we get together uh, and we uh, kvetch and we mock and we laugh and we enjoy. So we have uh, uh, Frank is going to be visiting us. I can't wait. Uh, we have the best stories that we've done for you this year. Uh, and, and it's been a while since we've gotten a chance to do this. So if you are in piss pee, I suggest that you run for cover because uh, we are we're going to be making fun of you. And we know a lot of you are still in piss pee because just before the show, <laughs> hey. so we're, we're going to get into this in a bit. But I just want to let people know just before the show. Tess decided to leave the zone of rot because we made fun of them about it last week. And then they said, oh, we're going to do a move up just before Christmas. And the moment that they 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 jumped into the zone of death initiative and the rest of the Imperium, slightly, you know, goons are slow, but in it was there. We got some kills. We got some fun. And lo and behold, all of Pispy proceeded to form up to try to defend and save them, proving once again that the blue donut still exists and that the leaders of Pispy are still a bunch of hypocritical pieces of shit. So if you you're wondering which direction the mockery is going to be flowing in for this evening's show. Like with most of 2021, the mockery is going to be flowing where it is deserved in the direction of Elf Boy, Villy, Gobbins, uh, Piggles, the entire cast of miscreants uh, who, who really deserve all of the top tens we have today. So brisk, let's uh, let's get stuck in. Let's all right. Uh, and so, thank you for the right, hype so train, by the way. We have, Please right, so like we and have, subscribe. Uh, throw money at the screen. Throw Do money the at the thing. stream. All we right. like it when you yes. throw money at us. Good. 
That's good. We, all right, so a couple of things to get out of the way. Then we're going to do the brief NullSec Power Hour talking about the test deployment. And then we're going to get into straight into the the top 10 biggest Eve stories of 2021. And then we will get Frank in here, and he will do the top 10 dumbest shit that happened in Eve in 2021. <laughs> I can't that wait. one I think you guys are going to enjoy quite a bit. So, so anyway, it's so, good. so first of all, I've been asked, Life Shifter asked me to remind you guys, if you are not able to watch the show live and you're watching it on the VOD, keep in mind you have multiple options to watch the show after the show airs. First, you can always watch the Twitch video on demand. It goes up immediately after the show. The YouTube version goes up on Monday. We have to wait 24 hours. That's Twitch rules. The YouTube version goes up on Monday, but the podcast is available not only on Apple Music, we have just got the podcast on Spotify. So if you're interested in listening without having to stare at the gorgeous faces of myself and the Matani, if you just want to drive it in your car and you don't want to get distracted and run off the road, you can listen to the podcast. So check that out. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music in both places, probably the two places you're listening to podcasts. Lord, just look for the Meta Show. We are on there. We will be happy to get you guys to listen in any way that you can. Thank you. I don't need that right now, but thank you, my son. I have a new microphone coming today. It It is here, but I can't obviously use it on the show. We'll use it I next time on the show. That's good, though. That's but good. I, do, I do appreciate him bringing it in here. Second thing, happy birthday to our dear friend Wibla. It is his birthday today. I know the, the guys in Bad Posters are going to be partying it up. And I want to make sure that they get a chance to say say hi great. to all those folks out there. Webla, happy birthday. We appreciate you. Thank you for doing everything you do, except when you do the opt-all pings. That's when we all hate you. But we love you the minute that you're done. So, last thing, obviously, Merry Christmas. Saturday is Christmas. As Mitten said, the week after is New Year's. So this is the last show in 2021. And I love the fact that we get to start the show out with a bang with the NullSec Power Hour to talk about test deployment. So the big question has been, where is test going? What are they going to do? They announced they were going to do a deployment during the town hall that we showed you or that you listened to last week. My apologies still for that. They decided to spring the deployment this weekend. Now, why do you think they did that? Boss, do you have any, re what what possible reasons could TEST have for wanting to deploy so quickly after they announced that there would be something? What could it possibly be? Well, you know, if so many rats flee a sinking ship, you need to keep the ship moving such that the rats don't flee because you want the rats on the ship and just be in denial about it. I, I, you know, here's the thing. One of the rules, of war and of life is never to interrupt your enemy when he's making a mistake, uh, uh, which sounds very wise. It didn't come from me. That's why it sounds wise. One of uh, my favorite Napoleon lines. And uh, wow, just wow. So one of the things I want to point out last week, we talked about this on the show. Uh, I, I said out loud something that we've used internally for a while, which is uh, zone of rot, zone of death. Uh, a lot of the people in test had been talking a lot of shit about how we were supposed to invade them out outer passage. And then when we didn't, they had no one to be shitty and toxic to but each other. 
And they were so shitty and toxic to each other, which is essentially the argument that we made all through the Vietnam War. You're going to be hearing a lot about the Vietnam War today because it was the major event of 2021, extremely important uh, because the enemies of the Imperium showed their entire asses to the entire game and beyond. Uh, and we are never, ever, 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 ever going to allow them to forget it. So in the aftermath of the Vietnam War, after the great rout and the beacon, we're going to be talking about all these greater, greatest hits. It's been a wonderful year in terms of the doom of puppies. Uh, these guys scampered off to Outer Passage and insisted that at any moment we would be chasing them and that we were bad and wrong and lame for not chasing them to Outer Passage and invading them, where we proceeded to let them rot in their own filth, at which point they started tearing each other to shreds. And then in desperation, just before the holidays, they did something I never expected that they would do. They gave a town hall. And they deployed on the same time that they did it. I mean, technically speaking, I think they said that they were going to have a big deployment or something, but they actually went up and moved. And uh, who, people might have been there waiting for them immediately. It's been good. Do we want to go with the VPN stuff? Bruce, take us well, through There's the so much stupidity. So this Just is walk the us thing. through this. All of the test stuff happened. So, so listen, the reason why test is deploying this week is not out of fun. And it's not because they wanted to do something cool right before the holidays, which makes zero fucking sense. They're they doing it. Because their people are so fucking bored, they're all quitting and going other places. For example, here we see why VPN has left test. This is a discussion by their main their main bomber FC, Seku, who was also the leader of Predators, which was their primary bombing SIG inside of test. One of the, the very few things that anybody test. was scared of. The only good bit about test in terms of like org structure or like tactical... You know, uh, psych Psycho is, uh, I don't know how to pronounce that. I, I, I said it out loud and it sounded like Psycho, but Seiko, however you say it, uh, these guys are talented. These guys are talented. Uh, and this is what happens when you have an organization that's full of people that are blacklisted in the Imperium. The toxics can't help themselves. And lo and behold, just like if you remember the Dr. Mimbles drama, Dr. Mimbles was kicked out mid-war over just something absolutely asinine that even a, a, a tiny a bit a bit of, of care and consideration and investigation and due diligence would have uncovered. Uh, and this is another scenario where uh, the most talented and military, militarily effective part of Test Alliance has been driven out uh, because of their own doing, right? This is literally, what, why does the Imperium have a blacklist? This is why, kids, this is why. Because if you have an entire group of people that are not monitored, that are not uh, protected, when I say monitored, I mean, you got to look who's getting in, investigate their backgrounds, and make sure that they're, they're not shit fucks. If you don't police your community, uh, your talent will be driven away, uh, which is a message for test and a lot of other organizations, be they businesses or corporations. So here we are. So essentially... Right now, Test is in this horrible situation where they're losing corpse, they're losing big groups, they're losing potentially Villy. We're, we've heard constant reports that Villy is going to hoard this week. We've heard it multiple times. He has not moved yet. He'll probably do it after the show because he knows we're not going to be able to make fun of him for two weeks. So we got to get all of our hits in today. <laughs> Trust me, they're coming. Okay. So you're desperate. Your guys are worried. Everybody's starting to think you're falling apart. You're living in the zone of rot. Everyone's worried because you're stuck in the middle of nowhere. What are you going to do? Well, all right, it's time for a deployment. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll deploy. So they announced their deployment today. They're moving to Curse. 
the first thing that happens, the first thing that happens, the instant that they start moving is they get jumped on by Ennett and Goons. So there was a fight today in Ennett's mother on their first jump. Now, granted, the BR is a little messy. We lost a few more ships than we killed. But listen, we killed Dreads. We tackled one of their, their Titans for a while. We lost some Munins and some Serbs. We have thousands and thousands of these. We're not too worried about it. And yes, the BR is slightly in their favor. But the point of the matter is, these guys had to call out Horde to save them. Oh, look at this. Look and at of this. Course, look at that. This is oh their move God. op. How familiar. And Horde forms more than their move op did. Weird. They but only the had point. uh so this is this is a funny one, Brisk. I'm, I'm sorry I'm interrupting Please you. I'm getting some, some intel some intel over here about this. Uh who knows? Maybe they're going to end up in we're not certain exactly where they're gonna end up right now because maybe it's cursed, maybe it's fabulous. Uh we'll see. But here's what happened. Uh in it, uh, I think Vex was out there too, uh, you know, grabbed this test move op. There was a few titans there, there was some dread stuff like that. And immediately, who starts pinging? Oh, gee, we've got Elf Boy and Crusoe. There's Horde. You had all of the NCPL, all the, fire the guys, usual Everybody suspects. came out of it. Because fire, of course, don't forget, boys and girls, fire has severance in it. Piss pee is going to piss pee. The moment that their renters left the zone of rot into the zone of death, the hypocritical landlords of Pispy showed that they are still blue. Perhaps because there's a provision in their rental contract that when their renters and tests fuck up, they've got to go rush to their defense. <gasps> but all this time I have been saying since the end of the Vietnam War, the enemy is still the enemy. Pispy are still Pispy. These blue donut landlords want nothing more than to have their dominion over all and the instant that any one of them is threatened they will all blew each other once again because it is the only thing that they know how to do and if you want to try to brag about how you won because some more kiki moras were fed that's great please keep doing it and we will absolutely trade some kiki moras for some more of your capital ships i am perfectly cool with that uh but look everybody sees your whole ass in front of the entire galaxy the moment that your little quizlings and test got in trouble. You were tripping over yourselves desperately, rage forming as best you could to save them. We know who you are. We know who your friends are. You are still all blue. You are still all buddies. You are still a bunch of hypocritical liars. And we are never gonna let you forget that. And we're gonna help you remember that by continuing to make fun of you the entire show because most That's of 2021, it. most it. of 2021 is Pappy fucks up and gets owned, my friends. Pappy fucks up it. and gets owned. <laughs> That's it. So, ladies and gentlemen, listen. We're interested in seeing where Horde goes, or uh, where I shouldn't say Horde, where Test is going. I can't say Horde because they're going to follow. Yeah, Wherever Test yeah, goes, it's all, it's all Pappy. They're going to end up somewhere, probably within arm's reach of us smacking them. I'm looking forward to the rest of these fights. I don't know what kind of numbers they're going to get during the holidays, but hey, you know what? If you guys are that desperate to keep your groups together so it doesn't fail skate, we're more than happy to help push you over the edge. So we're looking forward to seeing some of that.
in the next few weeks. So that is the Nullsec Power Hour for today. It was very quick. There's only one other thing. Oh, I forgot there's one other thing I forgot to mention. We can talk about this very briefly because I think this is kind of cute. All right. This is a Horde-related thing. So, Mittens, tell us a little bit about the fireside last weekend. You announced a new fleet concept <laughs> that we're doing. Tell us a little bit about that, and then we're going to show you what happened next. So uh, the, the Imperium has a, a very important doctrine. The, I think that the thread might have actually already been posted. Uh, yes, in fact, Arendus has sent the ping. Uh, we are happy to announce Stupid Idiot Fleet. Uh, stupid Idiot Fleet is a new Homeland Defense Doctrine for the Imperium uh, for Stupid Idiots, which we are. Uh, and it involves a lot of Black Ops battleships. Uh, it, you know, as a result, stupid idiot fleet, like uh, goons in blops BS. What could possibly what could possibly go, go wrong? wrong? Right. Uh, and, you know, it's something that was interesting and worth exploring and seemed like it might work. It might not. Like we are probably about to lose a bunch of these things because we're stupid idiots in a fleet called stupid idiot fleet. Right. Like, great. But. I didn't expect what was it? It was four days later. It was, it was, four it was, it was a quicker days time. later. <laughs> four days later, Gobbins, the oh leader of Pandemic Horde, announces Grim Fleet, which Grim is their new Grim rapid Fleet. response black ops Grim group specializing Fleet. in da 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 da. What are they well, doing? They're going to use black ops battleships to defend their home space. The ink was not even dry on our really bad idea before they instantly copied it. And I have to give them credit because normally it takes months before they copy our bad ideas. But now they're doing it like instantly, which really, I think, reinforces two things. One, they're completely unoriginal. And two, this is probably a really bad idea. So the fact that they adopted it that quickly kind of scares me. But you know what? That's not going to stop me from dropping my Marshall on anything yeah. in 1DQ that they yeah. tell me to drop it on. Oh, don't worry, guys. The Avalanche is here in chat to tell us that actually we stole it from Fraternity. Uh, so apparently we all stole it from everybody. We didn't. Uh, we're idiots and we called it Super Idiot Fleet. doesn't mean that other people haven't done it because I think that it's obvious that there's some potential here. Or who fucking knows? The point is... Oh, no. uh, Maybe this is why, maybe this is why uh, Gobbins is being so threatened and, and bitchy recently is that he's throwing, the elf boys throwing little punches as uh, he didn't like having everybody point out that he's creatively bankrupt and is essentially a boot licking administrator running a project that was designed by better and more competent men and that he is left with only attempting to copy those who dare and do it ineptly. Uh, so, you know, whatever he he's in a mood, let's put him in more of a mood by talking he I mean, about I, facts. Know, he, he was so excited by the fact <laughs> that for apparently one week in the history of Eve, Horde killed more stuff than goons did that he had to ping oh, out no. about it to brag. Oh no. oh no. Congratulations. Oh no, elf That's boy. Oh no. You, you said you. a mean thing. You said a mean thing about my killboard and my killboard elf boy. What am I going to do? Where's my fudge stripes, bitch. Yeah. One of the things <laughs> I would like to. One of the things I, I would like to invite everybody in Eve to do, because apparently goons are weak because our kill board is low and you you killed some more Kiki Morris and you're moving your test and you're going to try to go to Faith Abelis or maybe you're going to try to make a play in the Galactic Southeast. Bring it, bitches. Absolutely fucking bring it. Let's give you summary judgment. You're right about everything. 
our killboard numbers are dropping. Goon Swarm and the Imperium oh. are weak. We were Surely so mean. now Just is the time now to all our strike. Are quitting. Oh. Bring it, you little elf boy bitch. Bring it. Because we're going to talk about. Shut up, motherfucker. We're talk about what happened last year. This is what happened in <laughs> 2021. We know what happened in 2021. And the last time you brought it. Yep. So let's get into this. So, all right. So Mm -hmm. here we go. We're going to move into the next part of the show. This is the top 10 biggest stories in EVE Online in 2021. Now, listen, we talked about a lot of different stuff that happened in EVE this year. There's been a ton of stuff. And when I I was first doing this list, I have to say I was was concerned because I was thinking, man, was there a lot of stuff this year? It doesn't feel like there was a lot of stuff this year. But that's because this year has felt so long. Mm-hmm. You don't realize the amount of things that happened in the game this year. And I was looking back on the last episode we did on the Meta Show in 2020, and we did this top 10 list the exact same way we're going to do it now. And the number one thing that had happened was the Fury and FWST. That was the biggest fight in the history of EVE by the point that we did that show. Little did we know. Less than a week later would come M2 and the biggest fights in the history of EVE. And not only our proudest moment, but one of the dumbest things that's going to happen. And Frank will talk about that later. So I need you guys to realize and remember and think back. There has been a ton of stuff that had happened in the last year. So we're going to go over some of these things. So before we get started, we got a couple of honorable mentions before we get to the top 10 stories. Mm-hmm. The first one I would like to point out is the Pappy Snowden leaks. Now, <laughs> these happened at the end of the war, once everything was kind of over. But what they did and why they're important enough to for less to leach mention, even though they don't make it to the top 10, is Shattered Armor. I mean, Pappy Snowden managed to show that all of the stuff that we had been telling you on the Meta Show for the last year had been true. Tess' internal command was was screwed up. Pappy's internal cohort group was screwed up. Nobody wanted to be in charge. Everybody was arguing with each other. The folks at NC Dot thought they knew better. And then those guys left. And there were all kinds of fights. And then we got to see, we got to be a fly on the wall the minute crazy things like Piggles starting to unanchor keep stars before the announcement that they're ending the war. And any of that stuff happened. We got to watch it. So this was this was important. And Mittens, I know you got a kick out of these. I got, I, I got a, the, the Pappy Snowden stuff was hilarious because uh, obviously I am Pappy Snowden. I've repeatedly told everybody that I'm Pappy Snowden. <laughs> Matterall called it out. He got it exactly right. I am Pappy Snowden. But then it, it turned out it was actually Shattered Armor or it, it, it's confusing, but uh, we don't or know. it was one of the original Sinners guys. But regardless of who it was, uh, it was me. Uh, it turned out that it, we were absolutely right. Like the thing about the Pappy Snowden stuff is that it was really, I, I think the, I'm trying to remember when the leaks began. I think it was happening during one of the lower periods of the war. Like I think it was during like the wood chipper era uh, when, uh, you know, after him too, but not too much had been going on uh, except for Gobbins making promises for dumb ideas that he couldn't deliver on and then trying to act like they didn't happen, which is a day or a week that ends in why uh, regardless the Pappy Snowden stuff showed behind the scenes what was actually happening within Pappy. And this was important because through most of the war, the leaders of Pappy, 
Gobbins, Philly, ProGod, Manfred Sidious, all of these stellar luminaries of EVE Online uh, had been insisting that what we said was lies and wrong and whatever. And then out come all of this stuff that proves that we were right the entire time uh, and that our enemies who had banded together with the entire galaxy for a year and a half were completely full of shit. And that is one of the other reasons why we won is that at a fundamental level, we weren't lying to our line members. We weren't constantly fighting. We were all in the trench together. And what you saw from the Pappy Stone leaks was really exactly the kind of toxic culture that results in stuff like test driving away their best and only really unique bomber group because they just can't control their toxicity. So Pappy Snowden was great because it proved that they are all a bunch of pieces of shit and that uh, we were right the entire time. I love being right. Uh, I'm wrong a lot. It's not a big deal when I'm wrong. But in a scenario when we're putting our necks out there, telling you the truth on the meta show, and the puppies get together and say that if Brisk and Mittens say the sky is blue, the sky must be green, it is delightful to be able to point to outside evidence uh, that shows that we were right and they were full of shit. But that's there only an honorable mention because there's so much more. There's so what much other stuff. Got? I know. So the next up honorable mention, we had some major changes to the game. These were all things that I think, generally speaking, are changes that, while may have been controversial at the time, have turned out to be okay. And people are either like them or we have uh, assimilated them and they're not that big a deal. So the, the fact that CCP finally got any kind of thing to address AFK cloaky camping was humongous. That was a big change. And while they did nullification in a monkey's paw kind of way where we asked to have it taken away from ships and they added it to more, at least we got nullification on shuttles, and I think that was important. And then fleet formations, that gave us the chance to do the amazing dick maneuver that you see on the screen here. We would not have been able <laughs> Make a penis shooting to bubbles. do... <laughs> Our penis formation without these fleet formations. We've had a lot of fun with fleet formations. We've done in it formations. We've done all kinds of different stuff. And I really liked it. It was one of my favorite things that happened this year. So I want to give CCP a shout out. These were these were good changes that we kind of liked uh, compared to some of the other changes that were not that great. But anyway, we'll get there. So next up, our final honorable mention. And I can't believe this. This actually happened this year. I fixed the red dot. We got the wait it's a second. Red. Where are all these where are these fucking red dots? Get out of here. No, no red dots. We fixed the red dots. Red dot toggle was added. This is another honorable mention. This was a huge deal at the very beginning of the year. It happened like the second week in January. It was great. It was great. And I was very pleased that we were able to make that happen. I rode that to a third term on the CSM, but I wanted to remind you guys. It was only this year that the fucking red dot got fixed. That's how long this year has been. That's how long the year has been. All right. Now we're moving into our top 10 list. These are the official top 10 things, the stories of Eve in 2021. Drum roll, please. Number 10 is... Pando and Apple Pear's bomb run Alice, that ended Alice. a year. Yes. Ended a war. Here is the deal. This was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. We were so pleased to be able to, to have this happen. It was just nuts that at the end of this war, 
they do their they do they put their claim out they're going to do their one big pitch here is the live version of well it's the some, one of the live versions of it you can watch some of this on the screen they put themselves on a gate in such a position that they lost two whole fleets this was by far the biggest single bombing run in the history of EVE Online, and it happened in 2021. It was the last gasp of Pappy desperately trying to get out. This was the start of their big push, and it was during this fight that Piggle started unanchoring Keepstars that ended up with the war being blown open and way over because the bad guys finally announced that they were leaving. It's hard to put into words how important this bombing run was, not only in the overall scheme of, of EVE, but also for the fact that it was the last gasp of a dying blue donut. I gotta, the one we I have now is like here. a zombie one. Get in there. One of the one of the corrections we need to make here is it was Alice Homoloa's not it was oh, Alice, Alice not Alice 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 Alice. Yes. I'm sorry. I, 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 I fucked a, it a, up. An a name, it was Alice's. Right? Alice, Alice. I'm an idiot. Yes. All right. Uh, but My that's bad. fine. We, lo we, we love idiots. I am an idiot. It is all good. Uh, no, this was this was huge. Like this was one of those instances where we really got to see the consequences of the pissy committee of, of landlords inability to adapt to changing circumstances. Right. When you get owned and then you immediately go back and get owned in a bigger way, doing the exact same thing you did before is essentially, if you wanted to have a meta narrative for the war, uh, that was, that was the, the war writ large, but there is never, I have never been a witness to just such utter catastrophic repeated ownage. And, and you know, I, at the end of the day, in addition to the, the skill of these amazing bomber FCs, I have to give a shout out to again to Pispy. Is that if it wasn't for your poor choices and leaders, if it wasn't for your incessant desire to lick boots and follow incompetence uh, off of a cliff, we wouldn't be able to own you so hard and then make fun of you about it nearly a year later. So really, it's a team effort, and uh, I, I really want to thank our enemies for lining up to get dunked on Washington General style uh, by some of the best bomber FCs in the history of EVE. My God, what a run. There you go. All right. That was number 10. Number nine. Seriously, is morale building music. Now, listen, I this is not something that I fucked up, okay? Because let me put this out. I'll start get this going. These were so good. It is hard to put into words how good the Seriously songs were. He put out a string of bangers, literally every, one a week for about three months in a row. This was right after M2. It was still when the war was, we didn't know what was going to happen. The bad guys were still trying to push through. They, had go, they were still going to kill another 30 keep stars in Delve. We didn't know what was going to happen. Seriously, single-handedly kept the morale of the entire Imperium going with these freaking songs. It is absolutely, by far, the, the the best stuff that I've ever seen. And I love all these songs. These are some of the best songs we've ever heard. They're, They're fantastic. great. They're amazing. They're, they're, they're just in the history of, like, one of the things that really made me realize that no matter what happened, no no matter the cost, as long as we didn't break that we would beat the entire galaxy, even if it took them a year and a half, uh, is just because our people give a shit more about each other. Like, at the end of the day, there are stronger and more coherent bonds in the Imperium Society than in anything amongst the sort of the, the barbarian pubby hordes. 
Uh, and you really do see that here is, is that as our organization came under more pressure over the course of this war, uh, the reaction was not to turn on each other, which is what you're seeing in test and in the normal pappy culture. Uh, it was to bring each other closer. And there was a very quick turnaround. A lot of times there would be an event that would happen. Mind one would do a thing. And then like a day later, there's a whole series, like the, 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 the combination of, I'm not sure, I'm gonna make sure I'm not jumping ahead in here. I can give shout outs to mind one. <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> mind ahead. one, seriously, everybody. And it wasn't just them. Like there were, they were leading the vanguard of uh, propaganda production, right? Like if, if, if uh, something would happen and then we would have a theme song for that week. And you know what? Pispy didn't. Pispy did not. They had a couple of guys trying to do rap diss tracks that ended up being propaganda for us because they were so bad. Uh, and, and I think it really goes to show how culturally hollowed out and weak the toxic leadership of our enemies proved because their line members had nothing to cheer for except for Gur Goon, we're mad at Goon, dur, 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 follow Elf Boy. And this is what you get. We enjoyed it. We had great theme songs the entire time. Thank you so much to Seriously. Thank you so much for Mind One. Thank you so much to everybody who helped write the lyrics for these. These were not individual efforts. Seriously had. Uh, I forgot his name, actually, because it's a real-life name. I don't want to say out loud. But the, the guy who was singing for all... It was just amazing the range and that you could do so many different cool yep. songs about a war in EVE Online. It was amazing. And, I mean, seriously, like, if you haven't heard these songs, go listen to them. They're on Seriously site. I will link it in the chat. And I promise I'm not pancake-catting you guys, although I really should have right there. I'm not even going to lie. All right. Moving on to the next, the next thing, number eight on Marcella, our list. Of the top things, top stories that happened in EVE this year. The Air NPE. So, I know that a lot of people have, have complained quite a bit about CCP's constant redoing of the new player experience. This has been something that we have seen repeatedly. They have thrown tons and tons and tons of money and effort and time into redoing the NPE. And I hate to say this because it means I have to give them a lot of credit, but I'll tell you this right now, I've run it, I've seen the numbers, they finally got it right. This Air NPE is fun, it's interesting, the visuals are stunning, it is a cool thing to do. They finally have, for the first time, actual audio of people talking, like live action audio in the game. It looks good, it sounds good, it's fun to play. And they get you immediately into an Astero. They get you immediately into like the beautiful visuals of EVE Online. They did a good job with this Air NPE. Now, the next step, they need to finish it. The first half an hour, 45 minutes of gameplay is excellent. And then they dump you into career agents. They need to fix that. I'm confident that they've laid the groundwork that they're going to get this done. But this fi finally getting a new player experience that is up to date, that is something close to something you would expect to see of a game in 2021 that made me happy so this was the eighth biggest story of the year next up number seven this was the year of the beacon and there were two different beacons and that's the best part there were two different beacons and you've had first of all we had the aji beacon in delve where Dozens and dozens and dozens of goons learned that they should always jump to a beacon or jump to a ship from their watch list, not from their capacitor, because they learned what not to do. 
And then we turned around and took it and turned it into high art. And I'm going to show you, this is one of the videos that Dreadbomb put together of, of just the kills that they got while Pappy was running away. This is my favorite because it's just, it's absolutely hilarious, the number of kills they got. And the, how did they do it? Pappy was escaping through Catch. UTEC Q is a system in Catch. There is also a system called UQ TAC in Catch in the same jump range. They set up a bait beacon and they killed everything that came through there that jumped to the wrong beacon. They got dreads. They got faxes. They got carriers. They got jump freighters. They got titans. They got rock walls all on this bait beacon. We have never seen the number of random shit dying on bait beacons in EVE Online that we saw in 2021. It was glorious. If there has ever been a year of the beacon or the beacon provides, it. it was 2021. One of the it's things that, that made this this extra awesome is that uh, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword, right? Like the, these guys, you have to learn to not jump to beacons randomly. You will die, right? You have to learn from that. And one of the reason why UQ ended up being so awesome is, is that during what we ended up calling the great route, uh, these guys had kicked off a fuel crisis because they had to run across the galaxy away from the Imperium. And they ran so fast because their leaders failed them so utterly that their evacuation was a disaster, which created a galactic fuel crisis. And then Corns, I'm going to add an honorable mention here. This is, this is, this is goon stuff here. Corns came out with a phrase to describe the running of the puppies, and he he uh, analogized them to stunned carp. And I had made stunned carp jokes for like a month. I couldn't stop calling them stunned carp because it was just the best possible description of these stunned carp desperately flapping their way north, hopping upstream, going to the wrong beacon, losing titans, losing carriers. Wait, Elfboy told us that we were in T5ZI and it was going to be fine and we were totally just about to take out the Imperium. Oh God, why do we have no fuel and why are we running? Uh, you know, if at this point you're still following those leaders, you have made your choice. You have chosen to follow fools who have led you to failure and misery and you get what you deserve. And we are pointing and laughing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Carp. Next up. Number six, we are moving along quickly. Eve Vegas 2021. Why is Eve Vegas a big deal? Well, first of all, one, this was the first major player get together since the start of the pandemic. Eve Vegas 2020 was canceled. Everything, all Eve meets were canceled in 2020. And most Eve meets in 2021 were canceled as well. CCP did not do a single CCP-sponsored event in the last two years. They're starting off next year with FanFest. But this was the first chance that many of us had got to get got to get together. There had been, obviously, we, we did we did Madison a few uh, a month or so before Eve Vegas. People got a chance to get together in Madison. But this was the first player entire game wide event that had happened during the pandemic. And it got it, it was so good to get everybody back together and hang out again. It was. And it was. It just it was great. And th this was, I think, another thing to remember was that this was going to happen anyway because CCP had wanted to go to Eve uh, to do San Diego rather than Vegas. And I think if anything, we have proven Eve and Vegas go together like peas and carrots and you can't walk away from the biggest and best and oldest of these Eve events uh, outside of FanFest. 
and that's why we were happy to do it last year. It was a lot of fun, Indeed. wasn't it, boss? And I had a lot of fun. It, it was it, Vegas was a blast, and you know, I'm uh, you know, hope is the first step on the road to disappointment. But uh, you know, I do keep track of that lovely English doctor. I think his name is John Armstrong. Would have to look it up. But you know, the the, the English COVID uh, you know YouTuber uh, who gives updates on things, and I, I'm hopeful that with the speed of the Omicron wave, we might see some light at the end of the tunnel by you know it's spreading so rapidly that maybe. Well, we'll see. I don't want to jinx it, but things are actually looking not so terrible in the, the plague news in the sense that if just everybody gets the plague really fucking fast and it turns out to be not so bad, whatever. We're not going to go there. I don't want to be wrong. Uh, be safe with the Omicron thing, but maybe by March we'll be we'll be free of this nightmare. I, I, I want to fly around the world and have fun with space nerds again. So we want to. Missed you nerds. All right. Yes, absolutely. So now moving on, we are moving on to number five, number five, five is alive. Legacy collapses. <laughs> this was a huge story. And, and the reason why we're bringing this up, I know we like to harp on test and we like to make fun of, of everybody, but listen, when this war started, the top three biggest coalitions in the game, the Imperium was number one, PanFam was number three. Legacy was number two. They were huge. They had all of Brave. They had Test. They had Evictus. They had a bunch of other smaller groups, Warped Intentions. They had a lot of these, like Rosada Regnum, and they had Requiem Eternal. They had a bunch of different guys. They covered massive swaths of space, and they had just come off of a, a, a victory against Fraternity that had taken seven to eight months. By the time the war was over, this coalition had fallen apart. Half the groups in it had fail skated. The other half were estranged from each other. And now there's we're in a, we're in a bipolar universe. We've got Imperium, and then we've got everyone else. Whether it's Panfem, whether it's the, the the Legacy Remnants, whether it's Fire, who are just really essentially just a, 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 an appendage of these other groups. We're in a bipolar world, and it, yeah. it's weird. But that's, well, this you know, totally happened. <laughs> this is this is not the first time in Eve's history that we've been in a bipolar world. What's interesting about this, I think, is that it's bipolar, but extremely uh, lopsided in terms of the numbers. Uh, as I will never allow the enemy to forget, uh, they formed up 152,000 pilots and blued 103 alliances. And the responsibility for doing this, as we learned from the Pappy Snowden leaks, the responsibility for this ultimately began with test. A cabal within test got together with whatever dumbass plan it was that Manfred Sidious, a terrible idiotic racist who nobody should ever associate with, uh, they all got together and followed this guy and had this wonderful plan uh, it had a dumb name, go. which I, I'm spacing out on now, but these guys now we're in this, this phase where Manfred a few minutes ago, you could have said that Pappy isn't Pappy anymore, but they all just formed up immediately to rescue test. So yeah, we are in a bipolar galaxy. Uh, the Imperium always needs to remember that all of these people are still our enemy and they might want to make us forget. But what is interesting, I would say, is that there have been actual losses in the aftermath of Legacy's collapse. Because like with Test's toxicity towards their own bomber group, they turned around and what did Pappy do about the less fortunate Legacy alliances? Well, Brave Newbies was harvested and attacked relentlessly 
by their own allies. Some clips of which we played on last week's show showing what Test really thinks about their allies because, gosh, those guys are great. Uh, so Brave is in a, a, a sort of a depleted state. Test is in a depleted state because Elf Boy is just going to po poach the fuck out of Test, uh, but maybe not because they're all banding together to save Test. But there were, a, and Severance imploded, and that core group ended up in fire. So every time that these guys collapse and consolidate due to their fuckery, they do actually have some honest-to-God org degradation because they just can't help be shitty to each other because that's who they are. Uh, so it's not just a hypothetical like hey legacy is gone and whatever legacy is gone and several of those alliances many of those alliances are actually just disbanded or no longer with us there was this was always going to be and as somebody pointed this out in chat i said all along in a block war where three blocks enter two blocks will leave and a bunch of the dead alliances from this conflict ended up in legacy what did legacy do they believed in their shitty leaders they refused to listen to alternative points of view and they believed that they could colonize Delve. So they put all of their personal assets down in Delve because I'm just lying about everything and goons will immediately leave Delve at any moment now because Vili said so. And so they followed a dumbass off a cliff and lost their shit for it. And of course, none of them have learned the lesson from this, but that's where we are. It's a, it's a great They've topic not. is number five. They've number not. five. So it's, it's, it's number five mm -hmm. is alive. Dump this assemble number five. Here we go. Next up, number four. We got to keep moving because we got mm -hmm. a lot of more mm -hmm. stuff. To, we got a lot of content yep, we today. Do, we do. So we're up number four, the Alliance Tournament. The return of the Alliance Tournament, Alliance Tournament 17. People said it would never happen. People said CCP is never going to do another Alliance Tournament. CCP Aurora said, I'm going to make it happen. And she, along with Swift and the rest of the community team, got together, made it happen, put this together. I spelled tournament wrong because you know what? Obviously, I was not paying attention when I did this. I was playing a D&D game with Sadis. Thank you guys for catching this. That's the second fuck up in this one. I should put myself on Fountain Frank's top 10 dumbasses in EVE this year for spelling things wrong. But regardless, number four was the Alliance Tournament. This was a huge deal. We're going to see the first introduction of new Alliance Tournament ships in a long time. We, are, we saw a great fight between a lot of the old groups, and it didn't make it very far, unfortunately. Goons made it a little farther, but not very much. And we come out with Hydra, Vydra, Templus, all the guys we like to see in the finals. And I was very excited to finally get a chance to see an Alliance tournament again for the first time in three years. This was a big deal. Regardless of whether you think it was a big deal or not, it was a big deal. This was a big deal. The numbers they got on the stream... They got a ton of people watching EVE Online, which was good. That's what we like to see. So moving on, next up, we are getting to the close to the end, close to the top. Number three, the industry and the mining changes. This is the number three biggest thing that happened this year. Obviously, if you've watched the Meta Show, you know what we think about these. These were not the best changes, but they happened. And they upend, upended a lot of different things in the Meta. They've made it very difficult to build caps. They've made it very difficult to do a lot of things. They've created a lot of player unrest. They've play, created riots that people are still arguing over the size of. And the result, I think, is still a little early for us to tell, but it absolutely, these changes were in the top three biggest things that happened in the game in 2021. Whether you like them or not, most of you watching the show probably don't. Some of you may, but 
there's no mistaking that this was a huge thing that happened in Eve in 2021. You have anything to say about it, boss? Um, you know, I'm sure that everything is fine and uh, there's nothing to worry about. Uh, so well, let's move on to the next one. All right. Next up, <laughs> this is, this is number two, but, and I have to, before I, before we get to numbers, I'm going to preface this. Well, I, fuck it, we'll get there. The massacres at M2 and the M2 hell camp. We put them all together because we didn't do M2 last year because it happened between when we did the end oh, of the year yeah. episode and yeah. the beginning of the year. M2, the first M2 was December 30th and 31st, very much at the very end of 2020. The second M2 was a week later, obviously, for the whole timer. The numbers of ships that died, the fact that we broke the Guinness World Record three times in the span of a week of the number of players mm -hmm. in one system, and then the, the hell camp that we maintained for months afterwards that just demonstrated... Mm -hmm how completely crazy and single-minded the goons can be when we want to be, when the Imperium can be when we want to be. Holding on to that pigeon in M2 for months, it was absolutely crazy, and it was huge, and it was probably, I think, at least for me, some of the most fun that I've ever had in this game, and it'll be remembered as long as Eve is a game. People will be talking about M2. I, I want to go ahead and... Uh, I, I, we're going to run a little over. I don't want to run too much over, but I do right. have a whole th a, a thing about him too, is in the beginning of the war, I got up in front of the Imperium and every week on the meta show, I would say what I thought the war was going to be. And I said that it was going to be a long, slow process where we would be falling back and, you know, using our interior lines of reinforcement and whatever. And then I predicted that there would be a super capital fight. And I predicted that we would win that super capital fight. One of the reasons I predicted that we would win that super capital fight is, is that in 2019, we sent 1,100 Titans to attack in Sidat. And they just left, right, which is a perfectly reasonable thing to do. They treated their space like it was a floodplain. Uh, and I said that, you know, we would, and so these guys invade us and they brag about how they have almost a thousand Titans. Like we sent 1100 North to attack you the previous year. And we're supposed to be intimidated by you attacking us with less strategic assets. So we literally just have to hold the line and draw you in to a point that you then risk these things. And then we annihilate you. And I had also said after there would be a super cap fight, we would probably have a hell camp. We tried with Operation Inho that didn't work out. It worked out just fine with M2. So one of the things about this was M2 was something we predicted. It's something that uh, I never expected that we would end up with that many dead hostile Titans. Uh, and then on the breakout, quite significantly, uh, they did manage to get most of their Titans out. We, did, we didn't get many Titan kills at all, I think, on the M2 breakout. I think it was just a handful, if any. Uh, maybe there's three or four. We I forget. Some supers Times on the breakout. We I got think. That 411 was it. of their dreadnoughts on the way out. Now, of course, we used lots of dreadnoughts when we were attacking their keep stars and things like that. But it's just one of the funny ironies of watching uh, Elf Boy and Piggles and Mr. Fourth Place and their Lick Spittles get together and talk about how important it is to do whatever involving Titans is that these guys, you know, Gobbins has been loudly telling everyone how much scarcity is a good thing and how CCB is great and how all of these changes are wonderful. And Vili is fighting from the rooftops saying, Saying that uh, you know CCB can do no wrong, and they've done it in such a way where they have lost all of these titans 
versus us. And now Tess can't even pay back the debts for the Titans that they still haven't reimbursed because Titans are now worth like 350 billion is to build. Right now, those numbers are a floating point, but it is very significant from a strategic position uh, that we won and we camped the hell out of them. And I look forward to them building lots of 350 billionist titans or whatever crap it is that they think is is great for the game. Uh, so, yeah, good shit. Go. Glad we won. Better than All the right. other guys. Now, finally, drum roll, please. The number one most biggest craziest story in EVE Online of 2021 is the victory in Vietnam. We won. <laughs> we won. The war's over. <laughs> it was over. Guys, listen. Two-thirds yeah. of the game came at us. Yeah. They said we, we were won. dead so many different times. Each shit, they said we were dead Each after shit. the floodplains. They said Fuck we you. were dead when they got to Delve. They said mm -hmm. we were dead when they dropped their Keepstar and they finally mm -hmm. got a Keepstar on YZ9. They said they were dead when they dropped the T5Z Keepstar. They said we were dead after M2. <laughs> guys, 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 guys. Guys, guys, guys. guys. They t uh, within the EULA, they totally... No, they didn't. We won. Villy admits it. Why we may have won pieces of the war, and he spelled something wrong too, so it's not just me today. Oh, Vinny, but Vinny we most certainly have lost in the end. Yeah. Guys, well, guys, guys. So hard and so fast that you create a fuel crisis because your leaders are so fucking incompetent. They bought up all the fuel in the game to run away from us. You, 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 you know, it was just amazing to see the, it's like watching a market crash or something is suddenly everybody realizes that tulips are not actually a good investment and Villy and Gobbins leadership is actually shit. And these guys were justifying to everyone that T5ZI was such a great move. And of course, exactly as we said it would, week after week after week after week, it was a huge overreach. And when it turned on them, it swung hard. Uh, you know, I, I'm glad that we won because we deserve to win. We deserve to win because we have a community that is worth fighting for. We have a community that believes it's worth fighting for because they will fight against the entire galaxy for a year and a half at three to one odds when everybody insists that we would lose and we won conclusively on every level, on every metric. Our enemies, most of them, so many of their alliances have now been disbanded. So many of them lost things. And I'm sure that everything I'm saying now is going to be written off as a lie, just like it was during the war, which is why you lost. And I look forward to more justifications. The more I say that Elfboy is a shit leader, the more I say that Vili is a shit leader, the more that I say that Pro God Legend is a shit leader, the more that I say that a group of hypocritical landlord wannabes are crap at EVE Online, the more that our enemies will dig in and insist that they are not, which is why I keep doing it. You choose the leaders you deserve. Eat shit. You lost. You deserve to lose. You started the, lie, the, the war on a whole bunch of lies and false pretenses. Let it not be forgotten that this war was started under the pretense of a war of extermination, using language of a war of extermination to remove goons and little old me from the video game EVE Online which worked out really well for Band of Brothers and it worked out really well for Pro God and Vili and Elfboy and all of those bootlickers. So here we are. Here uh, we we're are. never going to forget. We, we, we never That's forget. It. We know who Number you are. Number one. Mm -hmm. Number all one. Right, if you guys want the guys, guys, guys audio, it's a, I just linked it in the chat. <laughs> Let's, again. Do it. There you go. Let's do it. All right. So yeah. that's the number one story mm -hmm. in EVE. Now listen, 
We had a ton of other things. There were obviously a ton of other things that we could have potentially brought in here. We could have talked about uh, a variety of other stuff. We could have talked about blowing up the T5Z Keepstar. We could have talked about mm-hmm. the Eve Anywhere in the Mac client. We could have talked about the low set gate disdain or TTT getting fucked by tax changes. There's all kinds of stuff that happened in 2021. This was you the know, stuff yeah. that we put in there at the top. Now, mm-hmm. Frank is here. He's champing at the bit. He's outside my office. He's desperately to get in here. He wants to tell you guys his view and George's view of what was going so on this, this year. So, so let me go get him. I'll mm-hmm. be right back. Mm-hmm. And we'll be in here for the next top 10 list of the show. The top 10 dumbest shit that happened in Eve <laughs> in 2021. <laughs> gentlemen i am fountain frank we are here i'm back george is with me george say hi to everybody george george is here it's fucking christmas merry fucking christmas everybody we are going to do some fun some fun things today i have come up with and george worked very hard on this this is our top 10 list of Dumbest shit in Eve in 2021. Because you guys, listen, let me just tell you this, okay? A lot of dumb shit happened in Eve this year. And not just the fact that Briss can't tell who the difference, who the hell Alice is compared to Apple Pear, because he's a dumbass. And because he can't spell things properly, because he's also a dumbass. A ton of other dumb shit happened in Eve. Perfect example, our honorable mention, the first one, this guy. How the fuck do you lose a hell on a gate to a rat in 2021? I don't even know. (laughs) Like, George showed me this, and I was like, George, did you have anything to do with this? Did you have anything to do with this, George? He said, no. I don't even get it. Like, how the fuck does this happen? But that's an honorable mention, because you know what? Shit like this happens all the time. And on the other spectrum, you have dumb shit that happens to really smart people who think they're smarter than everybody else, like the guys that put together these Red Donut forums. Do you remember the Red Donut forums? No, you don't. (laughs) Of course you don't, because nobody fucking used them. Okay. The last post on this thing was November 9th, 2021. This was Rich Richmond and Phantomite and all these guys come together. They're the smartest people in Eve. They want a place that's not Reddit and not the forums that they can talk about all their crazy small gang warfare shit. And they had fewer posts on this thing than CCP Rattati has Reddit Karma, which if you know what I'm talking about is a fucking amazing feat. Nobody use this thing. All right, honorable mention, dumbest shit that happened in Eve. And we're getting on the top 10 dumbest shit in Eve Online. Number 10. We're going to do drum roll, November 10. 
every test and legacy town hall. Oh my God. <laughs> Besides the fact that you had the collective use of the entire nation's strategic um reserve dumped on every time they did one of these town halls. The worst part was I had to listen to them. What the God. absolute fuck was that? <laughs> I mean, that's all I have to say. Um, I mean, um, 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 you know, guys, um, expect disappointment. Expect right. disappointment. <laughs> Duck of disappointment. If he actually did more town halls, he might be on this list, but he's not because we had to listen to every test legacy oh, town hall. It was pretty right. bad. So, all right, right, moving on. Number nine. Dreaded kicks out Dr. Mibbles. I mean, can you put into words how fucking dumb this was? Because they gave the most prolific shit poster on Reddit at the time. And they drove him right into the arms of the bad guys. And we took him. And you know what? We loved it. Because Mibbles is a stud. And he went out there. And I'm telling you this right now. He... First of all, one, Mibbles did nothing wrong. Second of all, having him to make fun of the guys that he had been defending over and over again, that was a turning point in last year's war. Don't let anybody tell you this otherwise. And I wish George could take credit for it, but he can't because he had nothing to do with it. That was all dreaded fucking up. Now, next up, number eight. You guys, I mean, of course, this is on the list. Test mocks war bonds and then issues them. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure they're repayable in 2091. So they only have another 70 years before you can get your money back. <gasps> Maybe Eve will still be going by then. Who knows? But the bottom line is there's nothing funnier than when you mock something and then you fucking copy it. And not only do you copy it, you copied it and you did it shittily. And now you can't pay them back. Congratulations. <laughs> Test. Have fun with that. Now. Mm. They did a lot of dumb shit, a lot of dumb shit, but it's hard to put into words how dumb the next one is. So let's get to the next one. What did they do that was dumb? Number seven, they put a Keemstar in T5ZI right next door to 1DQ. How dumb was this? Congratulations, guys. You just handed goons instant content for the rest of the war. All we had to do was sit on the gate and wait for you dipshits to come through it and shoot you. That was one of the absolute dumbest things that they and could have possibly done. God it was they great. did. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. It was, it was so, so stupid. And they insisted it was great. They insisted it was a genius strategic move and that it was just goons desperately saying that it was bad. Stop me if this sounds familiar. Until it blew up in their faces and they fucked up so badly that they created a fuel crisis as the Earth wrote. Basically, the all T5ZI just got swallowed by the Earth. Like, Delve healed and they died. Thank Thank you for making that decision. Whoever made that decision. I don't know who it was. Maybe we'll find out. It was out. a group decision, Mittens. A group decision. <laughs> Come on. It was a group decision. Anyway, next up, number six. We're moving on quickly here. Mm -hmm. Number mm -hmm. six. Piggles starts unanchoring Keepstars in the middle of a fight. Oh, God. 
And oh, then God. we know from Pappy Snowden that he had to go crawling hat in hand to the boys to explain and promise. Guys, yes, this is my fault, but I promise you, I swear to God, I did not think it would cause this problem, and I did not think it through. Yes, thank you for telling everybody that the war was over before you told your own people yeah. that yeah. the war was over. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Thank you, Pickles. All right, next up, number five, number five. This one, this one is near to Brisk's heart, and he asked me to put it on the list. This is less of an Eve thing, more of an outside Eve thing, but still, it was. Matterall compares Mitten's ping about Villy CSM appearance to January 6th, and he still does. I mean, it's hard to put into words how dumb it is to compare real-life political insurrections to a ping on Twitch. But he did it. And he stands by it. Mittens, go ahead. I can see the look on your face. You want to say something? You know, it's just these guys, you know, one of the things through the war is periodically these dudes would just blow their own balls off. Right. Like crying in stations was the piss pee hypocrisy propaganda network of choice. And this dude just set it all on fire one day because he, you know, was too attached to Olmeca's dick and they blew up their entire propaganda network right in the middle of a war. And he's still swinging the rooftops because like a lot of these motherfuckers, he can't be wrong. He's absolutely right. Matterall was absolutely right about one thing, which was me being Pappy Snowden, as we oh, all yes. know. As we all know, but with the exception of getting it right that I'm Pappy Snowden, uh, just it's just stunning. Uh, now we're we don't normally give him attention. He definitely wants attention and oxygen. Uh, but this was this was definitely a deserved to be in there because they just blew up their entire propaganda network for no reason. Because I guess he got, you know, I, I I was a Bernie Sanders guy for God's sakes. I was very loudly a Bernie Sanders guy back in the before times when that stuff mattered. Uh, but you know, I hear that guy knows the Matani. <laughs> He knows the Matani. He does. It won't save his jump freighter, but he can say it. All right. So ignoring ignoring matter not and getting back in here. Number four, dumbest thing that happened in Eve in 2021. Gobbins tries to sell billionist Tengus and then cancels the week of war later. I feel bad for the horde guys because I've never seen this kind of a bait and switch before. We're gonna make you guys build and stock and buy, especially the poor brave guys. And they do all this stuff, and then the war's over, and you're stuck with this overpriced piece of shit thing that never is going to be used for anything, and you're never going to get your money back. But I guess if you were building them, congratulations, you made some bank off the dipshits in your alliance and your coalition. Congratulations. The number four dumbest <laughs> thing that happened in EVE in 2021. Now... You guys remember the number three biggest story of Eve that Briss mentioned was the industry and mining updates. Well, guess what the, the dumbest number three thing is? The industry and mining changes. Scarcity equals poop. I don't even have to talk about it. I just put it on the screen. You guys Hawkins, know why just, we don't yeah. like it. I, I just want to throw in here 
talk to your CSMs. All I know is very publicly sending broadcasts and bragging about his killboard history. Gobbins and Villy in separate incidents have been, and Kenneth Feld have been very loud about how they support uh, what's going on and that anyone who is criticizing it is a goon sympathizer and should be ignored. So apparently there are lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of goon sympathizers that I was unaware of. And honestly, I welcome uh, if you've been uh, unfairly accused of being a goon sympathizer, uh, welcome aboard. You're in interesting company. <laughs> there you I go. I got nothing beyond that. All right. Moving on. Number two. The number two dumbest thing that happened in 2021. You guys have to have been waiting for this because it is probably the biggest strategic blunder in the history of EVE Online, but it was only the second dumbest thing in 2021. Jumping your Titan fleet into 10,000 fighters. <laughs> Maybe that was not the smartest thing you guys could have done last year. Let me just tell you. Because the result, the result was a lot of dead shit. Even the fact that, like, the fact that the servers couldn't handle how many ships were dying, that we had ghost titans, and we had to figure out, or did somebody actually get their titan back? Did it actually jump in? We don't know. The best part of this whole thing was when we hear from Billy and the guys, not only they thought this was a good idea, they kept jumping in. Like, we'll jump more in after we jump our stuff in. To be to be fair to some of the parts of Pappy that were not completely head up their ass, at least some parts of Pappy had learned to not listen to Villy or Elfboy, but Villy and Elfboy just just rammed it on in there. Uh, you know, it was stunning. It's like the the, the first M2 was a neck and neck fight. Uh, we were up for many, many hours. It was uh, trading back and forth, and we won in the end. Then they seeded the field, and we were all gearing up for a bunch of very frightening scenarios. And then I think that they literally just didn't have fighters on their overview, and they decided to go in on a Sino that we it had already been decloaked. Everybody saw the Sino ship and they were just like, oh yeah, we'll just, you know, we're just running out of time. So we'll just lose more than a hundred Titans about it for no good reason. Uh, really, I hope that the more that we criticize the leadership of Elfboy and everybody else from the Pispy side, uh, I hope that it makes our enemies just double down on following them more and harder because it's been working out great for us, really. I just really couldn't hope for better enemy leadership all across the board. Uh, please ignore me and Frank. There you go. There you go. All right. Are you ready? Number one. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at the end of the top 10 list. George and I have quite enjoyed putting this together for you. I spelled it much better than Brisk did. So, again, <laughs> when I've got George working with me, we put stuff together. But, as you guys all want to know, the number one. Dumbest shit in EVE Online in 2021. Billy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking God. It's technically true, that's fourth place. It's Technically, it's fourth place. But he finally won something. He finally won something. He's number one. Oh, my God. 
who can argue with it though i mean it's absolutely true my god my god gosh that guy's smart let's follow him off a cliff (laughs) and that everybody was was the top 10 dumbest shit that happened in eve online or that existed in eve online in 2021 (laughs) now i'm gonna go back here mittens Talk a little bit. I'm gonna go find Brisk. I'm sure he's gotten into into the booze again. So hang out here and chat with with people, and I will be back with Brisk here in a moment. Excellent. Thank you so much to Fountain Frank and to Aquarius George for putting that together. That is that is absolutely astounding. Ah, wow. Okay, so that happened. Uh, I look forward to. loser hypocrite nerd failures who don't like being called out on being loser hypocrite nerd failures after loudly telling anybody that would listen for a year and a half about a war of extermination and essentially a cultural holy war against me and all of our friends as if they have any kind of moral superiority because they love the civility when they're failing to pull off their wars of extermination. Uh, Eat my entire ass, all of it. There's a lot (laughs) of it. I've gained a little weight from eating too much milk duds over the last year and a half or whatever. So there's more booty there for you to eat. Go fuck yourselves if you were in the Pappy leadership. Uh, This is what you get. I hope you enjoy this because we will never forgive. We will never forget. And also, it's just so much fun to make fun of these guys because, Jesus, what a bunch of dopes. Uh, Brisk, it's, thank it's you even for... more fun because they take it seriously and they can't like I love more. Fr- should... I told Frank to Frank, do you really want to go with that as number one? He's like, yeah, he'll fucking hate it. It was great. <laughs> so I got to give Frank credit. You know, when you can't laugh at yourself, it's very easy for us to poke fun at you. So anyway, yes. Yes. gentlemen, we're at the end of the show. We're at the end of 2021. We it are. has been a long year. We have been here with you guys the entire time. And I want to say from the bottom of my heart, and I think I can speak for Frank and for the rest of our crew, thank you guys for joining us again on the Meta Show. You have a ton of different shows you can watch. There are a ton of different places. You can get Eve News. You can get entertainment. You can get to hear people bloviating for hours at a time. But you come back here every Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Freedom Time to listen to me and Mittens. And you have for almost well this is the start of the third year thank you we love doing the show for you guys we like having you here we have a good time with it we're doing our best to provide you with entertainment to provide you with some news tell you what's going on in eve give you our perspective on a lot of different stuff and we're going to keep doing that for as long as we can but we wouldn't be doing it here if it wasn't for all of you so from the bottom of my heart again thank you for joining us here on the meta show boss any final words before we head out Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night again. Thank you to Brisk and to the entire Meta Show team for making uh, this season amazing. It has been a wild year and who knows, there is chaos under heaven. 2022 might be also, we can hope, a wild year and we will be here to talk shit and bring you the truth in between the shit talking as we always do. Thank you all so so much for watching and it's been an honor and can't wait to do it some more. There you go. Everybody, thank you again. This has been the Meta Show for December 18, 2021, our final Meta Show of 2021. We will see you on January the 8th, tanned, rested, and ready for the next year of EVE Online here uh, on the Imperium News Network. I'm Brisk Rabal. Joined alongside the Batani, Fountain Frank, and Quirio George were here with us. Thank you all again for watching, and we'll see you next year. You stay classy, New Eden.